0: hey everyone welcome back to coffee connections my name is seth weiner and i am your auctioneer on a in what is it? it's tuesday gosh i, I <laughs> felt like it was thursday for a second here but it's tuesday and it's a winter reprise because it's that p- uh pre-spring post-winter kind of season thing where it gets really confusing here in atlanta but hey this isn't weather connection this is coffee connections and let me tell you about today's guest uh today we're joined by d Cato. now he's with ag roads now they're one of the few nonprofit nursing homes in the state with the mission and philosophy to provide the highest quality of care for all elders regardless of age diagnosis or anything uh they've got a long story here in, in atlanta and he's going to share that with us they provide innovative care and all sorts of programs for their residents and staff that allow everyone in our community to live well uh they also um well there's so much so i'm gonna let him tell you all about it but let me tell you a little bit about d carry he's been in long-term care for over 20 years uh and he's ceo uh since 2018 Mm -hmm. and has emerged as a national leader and spokesperson for the long-term care industry now in 2021 yes Right there in the middle of COVID, if that is the middle, but right there, 2021, he published his first book, Brushfire, COVID-19 and Our Nursing Homes, which is an in-depth and personal look at the challenges faced during the height of the pandemic. But it is also a book of hope, a look forward and a tribute to all healthcare heroes, and is quickly becoming a must read amongst those in the industry, in education and beyond. So hey, without further ado, let me welcome to the show, Deke. Deke, how are you?
1: Hey Seth, how are you doing? Thank you. I love the introduction. Thank you very much. Well,
0: yeah, man. You are as well. It's great to have you on the show and I mean there's paragraphs and paragraphs about you. So I'm I'm looking forward to to get into hear more about your story, but hey, before we get too far ahead, are you a coffee drinker?
1: I am. I am. Black, no sugar, no cream.
0: Real. Oh, and what about that mug? Is that just is that to keep it hot all day kind?
1: Yeah, it's the it's the yeah, the, I drink coffee all day, so the the mug definitely sustains that heat for a bit longer than the regular cup
0: yeah uh now so i'm not a i used to i like almond milk in yeah. my coffee but i'm doing this intermittent fasting business right yeah. can't you see look how thin i'm getting no. I, I see i see yeah. <laughs> and uh and so i've been doing coffee black i gotta tell you for someone that's never really been a just black coffee drinker you you get a lot more taste and flavor of the coffee uh, when it's black and not, you know, creamed up.
1: Well, I hate to get proverbial, but, you know, they say when you go black, you know. This, <laughs> this
0: <is> the... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and uh, is there a type of coffee you like the most? Uh, like oh, a brand man. or a I'm, I'm actually
1: not a coffee connoisseur. It just, it just warms me up and keeps me going. So I'll eat just about anything. I'll drink jet fuel if you give it to me and call it coffee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into it. Can you tell everyone about A.G. Rhodes and anything else you want to share?
1: Hey, so A.G. Roads is just a great co- corporation organization that I am extremely proud to serve. I've been with the organization for 13 years. I think the history of the organization is just so rich and so important. You know, we've been around for almost 120 years um, providing this type of service, providing expert and compassionate care. For seniors in Metro Atlanta, and I just think it's so worthwhile. Um, you touched on it to work for not just a nursing home, but to work for a nursing home with such an amazing mission, um, and with just such great folks, um, staff and residents alike.
0: Awesome. Now, one of the things uh, that just kind of got me really interested here is that you're a nonprofit. I I don't when I think of nursing homes, I think of for profit. Yeah. Is this a is this yeah. normal or is there um, many there's some that are nonprofits. profits
1: yeah um there's a few of us definitely not as many um i know a lot of folks um heard last week you know nursing homes made it into the presidential address and and a lot of that was about some probably less favorite um for-profit providers but um non-profits and for-profits i think the important part is we've been doing this um particularly through the last two years through covid um, so, mm-hmm. so you know, whatever the designation, I think we've all been on the front lines battling COVID, and just taking care of the the most um, precious and vulnerable of our population during that time.
0: Yeah, and I and I've been wondering about this, you know, as uh, I have elder, well, elder father now, not elder parents, but um, when when I with COVID taking out such, how, it took out a pretty big percentage of of the elders. I mean, are yeah. the are we seeing nursing homes now? Uh, I mean what what's like the um yeah. the occupancy has it dropped by a large percentage
1: Yeah the occupancy is definitely down um we have seen an uptick I would say in the last 6 months we're getting slowly getting back to to some sort of normalcy um we will never be back to the levels of occupancy um AG roads prior to covid enjoyed very high occupancy levels up to 95% um mm-hmm. I think those days are probably gone um but but hopefully we'll you know we'll get closer to, to as normal uh, operations as we can.
0: And has that changed a lot of the staffing, uh, in the situation? Have you been, have you had to downsize a lot?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I would say staffing is our biggest issue. Um, a lot of the downsizing was not planned, right? We, we, like many industries saw the exodus of a lot of folks from the industry. Um, you know, can't can't blame a lot of them. We've we've been through a lot. Um, you know, most of the deaths um, in in COVID occurred in the elderly. You know, at one point in time, a quarter of the deaths due to COVID actually occurred in nursing homes. Um, and we also had staff that 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 were affected by this as well. So we've seen a mass exodus um, in what was already a tricky staffing situation. Um, and I would say, and I guess if you ask any industry leader right now. That is the number one concern that we have. Um, How how will we be able going forward into the future staffing our homes? Mm
0: -hmm. And even with the staffing, when you think about the, you know, you you got doctors, you know, the folks that are at a certain pay grade. But when you talk about the lower pay grade staff, we're finding that like like even with the restaurants and and whatnot, Mm -hmm. folks that are. Folks, or better yet, I'll give another example that makes maybe mm-hmm. hits more home. Uh, the prison system, right? Yeah. A lot of the yeah. guards are going and getting jobs, stay at Starbucks yeah. because they can work more hours and make more money yeah. per hour than they would as that. And are you finding the same thing with some of the lower on the you know the starting staff levels or whatnot?
1: Yes, certainly. Um, set the first thing I think we have to admit is as an as industry, um, we 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 got that 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 whole pay grade wrong for a very long time Um, and I think it took COVID to show a lot of employers um, Mm. that the how important their staff were that they were the frontline workers they were the essential staff members Um, and this idea of a a living wage um, for these individuals is so important so similarly we have seen um, an an exodus for a bit a lot of those individuals going towards retail Um, I think the difference with us and retail is you know retail could just you know, increase the price of of the stuff in the store. Um, like yeah. you see how with gas they can do that. We have no control over eighty percent of that because that is government funding that we receive. So we can't just increase, you know, um, the price of what we do to to subsidize, you know, the pay for our staff. And that's that's really probably our sentinel, um, issue. So we're kind of stuck in a in a, a a bit of a quagmire because of that.
0: And if if, some, if folks have a Elder, elder parents and they're looking for a home, um, what's the difference of getting into a home like yours or say a for-profit?
1: Um, really it's the same process, it's the same system. Um, AG Roads mm-hmm. um, is, is, is very important I think in the community because we also take care of many un, underinsured insured um, individuals. Um, so Medicaid mm-hmm. really is our biggest um, payer source, um, which as you know is, is insurance for the indigent. Um, so it's a similar process, a similar system to get in. Um, but I think us as a nonprofit are, are, be, are able to be a bit more creative in our um, admission policies and procedures.
0: And then when we're talking about staffing, uh, it sounds like you, that one of the things that separates you all is the care that you really have for your staff. And, and when I say care, it's not just you know warm hugs and love and all that, but no. you actually have a lot of programs for your staff and support them on other programs. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, our staff, man, they are our secret source. Um, they were definitely so before COVID, and COVID has really showed us that, you know, they are our secret source. We could not do any, in uh, any bit of what we do without them. So we've always kind of catered or geared our 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 human resources philosophy to, hey, you take care of the staff, and then folks like me could sleep well at night because they'll take mm-hmm. care of the residents. Um, so we have a very generous benefit package um, for them. Um, the way I, I describe it to people, we care not just for our staff, but we care for our staff's families. So mm-hmm. not only do we have scholarships for our staff, we have scholarships for the children and grandchildren of our huh. staff. That's the kind of programming that that we we, we try um, to bring to the table. And again, a, a lot of that stemmed way before me, um, just the culture, the ethos of the organization, um, which was founded in in... Hundred seventeen years ago,
0: and so the, but that thirteen years in Atlanta, but over a hundred years ago the organization. Wow, that's uh yeah, Where well, else I'm, is, uh... yeah,
1: I? am thirteen years is me. Um, oh, the organization okay. has been in Atlanta since
0: 1904. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay, yeah. no, that makes more sense.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Oh, that's, yeah. Uh... So I mean,
1: rich history. I mean, the the sto- the yeah. the story of AG Rhodes, I will tell you quickly, Seth is just so awesome. Yeah, in yeah. 1904, please. Uh, Atlanta businessman Amos Giles Rhodes was approached um, to replace the roof on an ailing nursing home. That nursing home's name was the home for the incurables, believe it or not. They approached him to replace the roof. He took one look at the building and said, I would not spend a dime of my money on that roof. But what I will do is I'll buy you a piece of land and I'll build you a brand new nursing home. Um, And that nursing home still exists on the same location today um in gr- the grand park area of atlanta
0: well how uh where in grand park i'm wondering if i've, I've must have driven past it before
1: the corner of boulevard and woodwood avenue right off of 20 right off <laughs> of, of 20s
0: i haven't been on that side of town in so long and i ate at yeah. a restaurant last night uh, uh that's right over there um, Tell me, which one um, is and, it oh gosh what was it called it was a it was a wine something it's like a wine uh little little wine place right across from Right, like Grant Park, right across from the park and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much there now. The area's really built yeah, up. Yeah, it is. Um, that's, but that's where we started, and I was proud to run that nursing home for seven years of my career. So, hmm. um, it's great, really, and, really great story again.
0: And then, just it is a beautiful story. But thinking about Atlanta, it's just so interesting too. Like driving, driving down uh, Boulevard, though it's. At night, it's you have all these people walking with crutches and all sorts of stuff, like just yep. crossing the street, and a lot of homeless. But then you just you, you cross over to Decatur, and it's a whole different world. It's like, you know, you don't have to go far to be to see the differences of our community here. Yeah, uh, you really a tale, don't.
1: A tale of two cities.
0: It really is. It really is. Um, So from a tale to a legacy, uh, you've got this legacy of care campaign. But this has happened. This started before COVID. um, And COVID really only highlighted the need for this type of care. Can you talk a little bit about that as well?
1: Yeah, well, you know, since about 2015, um, AG Rhodes has been exploring better models of caring for um, our senior populations. I was fortunate to be part of a team that went to the Netherlands, research models there. We came back um, to the United States, research models um, here in North America, um, and 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 kind of figured out that person directed care, um, which is a model of care is the direction we wanted to go in. Um, and since then, we've been literally working with our staff on that. Um, and then now this legacy of care campaign, um, literally is going to hopefully in in the end of May, early June, um, we'll be building building a brand new nursing home, which reflects that legacy, a nursing home which involves having private rooms. Everyone will have a private rooms re- mm-hmm. regardless of their ability to pay. Everyone would live in a in a private room um, accommodation, which as we saw during COVID really was the cause of, of COVID spreading so quickly in our nursing homes because most nursing home residents in this nation live in semi-private um, accommodations. Basically, they share a room with one, two, sometimes three individuals. Um, so Age Rhodes is proud to be among the first to do this, um, which again will be breaking ground in late May, early June, but importantly so to do this for such a vulnerable population. And again, regardless of their ability to pay.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Where's this new location going to be?
1: So it's actually our Cobb campus. It's a, it's an mm-hmm. existing location. <clears throat> However, we have, um, land adjacent to the community and we are rebuilding the entire campus um, there on that on that um, same location
0: Okay, well we're going to talk about funding here in a second, so I'm, yeah. I'm curious where the funds are coming yeah. for that, but yeah. let's um, well, 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 while we're talking though about the the actual, uh, the current locations yeah. um, have things picked back up? Are you bringing, like I think in my, my son's nine, plays cello and sometimes they'll go to nursing homes yeah. and whatnot Are you starting this type of programming, bringing the Kids and community into, uh, to to the uh, residents.
1: We are very slowly restarting our programming. Um, we came to an abrupt halt in March of 2020. Literally, you know, mm-hmm. had to stop most of our personalized yeah. volunteer opportunities, and we're slowly starting to come back. We still have to be careful. You know, we don't think COVID is behind us. We just saw what happened with Omicron, um, and, and undoubtedly there will be strains um, to come. Um but we, we we still at the same time need to get back to operations. Folks like your son who wanna come volunteer, help out at our nursing homes. I think that is just so important. Not just not just for our residents who appreciate it, right? But it's also an, an opportunity um to give as well as to receive. So both the resident and the volunteer appreciates it.
0: Absolutely. And um uh, I imagine the residents uh we're missing uh, that connection and that that piece. Uh, I'm curious now, though, um, as you start up these programs again, are the uh, do the residents have um, a lot of families, or, or are most of the residents alone?
1: Yeah, you know, we are we are very fortunate. Um, I would say the vast majority of our residents do have families. Um, we do have some that are alone, um, and we try our best again through volunteer programs and other programs um, to, 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 to surround them with that love. Um, our staff, even during COVID, you know, mm-hmm. the the phrase I use is they became surrogate families for so right. many of our residents. Cause again, for, for the most part of the last two years, even families were not able to visit our homes.
0: And now, um, when it comes to innovations, what, what, in your, uh, in your 13 years of, uh, working with the organization yeah. here, What's the most innovative thing you think you've done, or one of the you know maybe not the most yeah. but what's one of the most innovatives
1: yeah well, not me I mean I would say my team um uh-huh. has done we've we've had several a g roads um literally we were pioneers of the electronic medical record in atlanta um this is years huh. ago before most before it was required um you know we, we we went electronic um i I would say our um programming um more recently. Are probably the most innovative we have a, a a very vibrant music therapy program and horticulture therapy program which typically you do not find in nursing homes we're able to do these programs because we're a nonprofit and we're able to fundraise to pay for them but the horticulture therapy and music therapy to me um have been life changers they have to me have been the most effective um therapeutic programs that i've seen in over 20 years in this industry
0: now, as you're shiner, I gotta ask you more about the music therapy program. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I mean it's it's great. So our music therapist, John Abel, um, brings through music um not just entertainment but therapy to our residents. So he goes room to room, he has group sessions with residents. Mm-hmm. Um we have a program, um a, a music to memory um, program where where through music um he's able to work with residents with dementia and with other cognitive issues and evoke mm-hmm. Um, you know, thoughts and 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 feelings of the past through his music program. Sounds for Seniors is the name um, we we title it, but again, it's a it's a music and memory mm.
0: program. Oh, I love that! And gosh, that makes so much sense. So, and yeah. uh, you know, the other thing, music is it's a language of its own. So, uh, I, I imagine even folks that are having struggling to communicate to be able to connect on a rhythm and whatnot
1: oh totally. it has
0: to it has to f- have such feeling for them
1: absolutely music you know it calms us it it, it lightens us up it 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 really touches on every single emotion mm-hmm. and i'll tell you i was surprised similarly the horticulture therapy program you'll be uh-huh. surprised when individuals are there touching that soil you know just just dealing with nature and plants and animals sometimes you know it it, it has a similar effect
0: yeah Yeah, well, you know, just the one thing about planting is if you put a seed in dirt and add water, you've done some magic. That's right, that's right, that's right. Well, speaking of magic, it takes money to do all this. Yeah. And either you're a magician and you can make money appear out of thin air or you're getting grants and and funding from where and how. So can you talk a little bit about how, how, as a nonprofit, you all... Get your funds.
1: So so fortunately, as a nonprofit um, and here in Atlanta, um, we have been supported by several local foundations. um, For this specific project at our Cobb um, campus, we launched a Legacy of Care Capital Campaign. Um, The purpose of that campaign was to raise $10 million towards this this $34.5 million project. And we're really proud to say um, we are very close to our target. We're at about $6.2 million right now. Um, that took a lot of generosity from the Atlanta community, the Atlanta Foundation community, and just individuals in Atlanta. Individuals on a board, um, uh, friends of the organization, really came together. Um, mm-hmm. I'll say something that I saw for the first hand. I heard about it, but I saw firsthand in COVID the Atlanta Foundation community literally dropping everything that was in their pipeline, dropping every priority, and saying, "Hey." taking care of individuals affected by covid is our number one priority during covid um and they did that and it was just so great to see um and then we started our campaign after that kind of after the all clear was was going was was sounded and the generation the, the generosity of that community just continued so we're happy um again as a nonprofit we spoke about nonprofit for profit that's the advantage we have we have that um, so-called access to 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 capital through philanthropy, um, and that just in- enables us to do so much more and be innovative, like you said as well.
0: And folks, you can go to a g org and make a donation and uh, volunteer and see and learn more about it. With the with the donations that come in, I'm wondering: do you find that it's a lot of uh, folks that have a parent that maybe has has, has gone through and um, that that once someone's been a family has been a part of it. AG roads that they stay connected and a part of it?
1: Yeah, it's all types. That's a big part. Um mm-hmm. a lot of people um have been affected um um and, and 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 have seen their loved ones age, particularly people who have had family members living with dementia and other cognitive issues, um they do give back. Then again, like I said, you have the foundations and then you just have, I would say, just good earnest people who recognize the aging of our society, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of people don't realize this cohort that's, that's, that's aging, that's coming, coming out there into the community. And we have to learn better ways to take care of the elderly. You know, we have a society that rarely, we do a great job in taking care of the young. We don't do mm-hmm. so well in taking care of, of, of the elderly. And I think mm-hmm. yeah. more and more people in the community are realizing that. Once a man, twice a child is, is certainly true
0: yeah and it's it's yeah you're right though we think about our kids it's all about the kids i was thinking about the song we are the future you remember that song we are yeah, the future right absolutely yeah. i think they need to do a remix i mean a re a, a redo of it yeah. you know we were the future <laughs> we're the now <laughs> abs- abs- absolutely yes <laughs> you know yes. and then have another one and, and, and you know when we're like we were the future yeah yes <laughs> but but those last years i mean gosh they yeah they they happen quickly and yeah. um and it's easy to forget and and also, you know we especially my generation and my I think about my kid I'm like you know it's you don't stay where you where you're born you and you you go and it's it's so it's so easy to forget about um yeah. forget about everyone and my dad's uh, 86 and he lives in South Florida still mm-hmm. uh yeah he's mm-hmm. we're trying to move him to move him to be closer to my sister but mm-hmm. he's all alone i mean so like when he says like, what do you have to do today? He goes, Oh, I bought something. I got to return it. I'm like, good. You got something to do and someone to talk to. And uh-huh, because uh-huh. otherwise he's alone and he's got the TV and, yes. and, um, yeah. it's just, it's, it's really important for people to remember, to reach out to your elders and to, because they're, they are, they're, they're alone or they're, it's, it's just different. Um, Absolutely. and not many much thought goes to that. You're right. Especially yeah. when you're in your, when you're living your life and you got your blinders on. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. but like you said, we're going to get there, right? you're wow. not going to get there so we 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 ought to pay it forward now so that when mm-hmm. we get there we'll be more comfortable
0: and that, i think that's what you're doing by educating folks i mean you've got the brush yeah. fire covid-19 yeah. the nurse uh, book on on nursing homes uh, yeah. can can you talk about this book
1: um well the book actually came out of me firsthand watching my staff and what they were going through during covid um, my sort of feeling of, of helplessness, you know, wanting to be able to help them more than I actually could. Um, and I just knew the moment was now to chronicle um, what was happening in our industry. Um, there's been so much vilification of nursing homes, um, so many stigmas, um, and so many people do not get it. Um, and this was my opportunity to chronicle that um, and hopefully, you know, not just inspire folks on the front lines in covid but hopefully to get to the regulators to the lawmakers because um, they need to get it they need to understand um what our nation's nursing homes need to truly reform
0: now that's great and hopefully that message gets out there but gosh i mean i, I don't i don't know much on the subject i just know now in retrospect of of uh, i think of when covid hit and how how devastating it was to new york um, you know, just the energies were being put in the wrong places and people were filling the, putting water in the wrong buckets and it's a shame. And so do you touch on that in the book?
1: Yeah, I totally do. And you you said it right. Um, energies in wrong places. Um, I think, you know, COVID was allowed to spread like wildfires throughout nursing homes. I think we did not devote the right attention financially, yeah. legislatively, socially to, to to where we knew. The most vulnerable of COVID, to, to COVID were right. Um, so now, now you know we, we talk about the deaths in nursing homes. Well, well, we knew COVID was targeting the elderly. We knew that's where, you know, yeah. um, the resources should have been focused. And it's 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 to me in some way shameful that we still are not getting that um, attention resource wise yeah. that should be.
0: No, that's right. Though. I mean, look, the, we shut down schools when the schools weren't the ones killing you, yeah. the kids weren't yeah. dying. Yes. The kids were okay. Yep. <laughs> it's like, yep. I, I, yeah. no, so don't that, get me
1: started, Seth. Don't get me started. <laughs> we
0: only—it's a half-hour show. Don't worry. That's I right. <laughs> <laughs> but so, but then the, all the bureaucracy that yeah. you know—I think of a nursing home. um I think a lot of bureaucracy. A lot of lots. Of, Lots of people got to sign on something before something can be done, and um, do you find that being a nonprofit, you you have more bureaucracy or less, or about the same as a 4 profit It's the same.
1: It's the same. We are industry um that is extremely highly regulated. Um, mm. a few years ago, we were the third third. I don't know if we still are third highest regulated industry, and that's behind the nuclear industry, and the 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 aeronautic industry, and we were number three. So, um. <laughs> So abundance of regulations, which to me should be time, attention, and resources devoted to care, right? Yeah. We've, we've, we've gotten carried away with paperwork and regulations, which, which, which take resources from us, at, and those resources should be devoted mm-hmm. to caring um, for our nation's seniors.
0: And then when it comes to like cotton balls, right, you go to the hospital, you go to, if you got, God forbid, you got to go to the emergency room and you look at the itemized bill, like a cotton ball is like $3,000, right? Is it the same
1: in the nursing home? No, we're not. (laughs) Well, definitely not in a nonprofit nursing home um, because no one's paying that $3,000. So, you know, we could could probably put that on a bill, but you're not going to collect it. But you're right. The healthcare system, I think, is, um, is, is. Definitely um, messed up to some extent, um, and I think nursing homes. I was telling a friend yesterday, um, we are like the stepchild of the healthcare system. We are like the, the the forgotten stepchild of the of the healthcare system.
0: So then, what are one or two ways to be able to reach? Unless your parents in a nursing home, you don't think of a nursing home. How do you how do you accomplish getting getting things moved to be able to support other than? whenever someone gets in a nursing home, be like, okay, now you understand. So we need yeah. you to sign here to do this. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, as we age, you know, more and more people are getting closer and closer to aging. So some of that is naturally going to happen. It's just gray.
0: It's just gray. Come on.
1: <laughs> some of us are getting closer <laughs> to aging. Um, and, it, you know, our culture, we just have to work on that. The, the one lasting piece I take out of the Netherlands um, when I visited is we went to a little small town nursing home and there was basically not even a fence to separate the nursing home from the community. And I asked the question, hey, what if an elder you know, gets away or walks out of here? And the answer I was given is, yeah, that happens, and the neighbor brings them back. So I think we have to, as a society and a mm-hmm. community, understand the importance of aging, protect these elders you know, and have communities that support these elders as well.
0: So I was gonna ask you then, wh- who's doing it right? Would you, would you say the Netherlands is doing it right, or who's who's a you good know, I, model?
1: I wouldn't even say they're doing it right, but I would definitely okay. say that that their views on aging and the elderly um, are a lot more refined than ours are. I think mm-hmm. we, I think um, they get that a lot more than we do. Um, but I think we, you know, again, my book ends with with, with really. Encouragement, because I think we we are improving and we are starting to understand that as a Mm -hmm. society. Sadly, it takes events like COVID and crises and emergencies, but I think we are evolving and we are realizing the importance of, of, of what that resource that is the elderly.
0: So I'm, I'm saying it again. I said it in the beginning of the program. I am, it's just, I, it's running through my head, but gotta reassemble the, all the musicians that we can. I mean, Michael's gone and <laughs> yes, whatever, yes. but we are the elderly. We are the aging, you we know, are the world, <laughs> you know, but like, like we, no longer, we are the children. So yep. like we get. I mean, and then you see the same, they do, do the same recording, but they're old, they, you know, some, you know, like, yes. and there's yes. missing people because they're yep. no longer with us. Yep. It could be really effective.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm just went throwing to, an idea out there. Just, just don't let me sing in it, but it, it, it could be effective.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, before I let you go, th- is there anything we forgot to cover that you wanted to share?
1: Ah uh, no, man! This has been a pleasure, of mine. I'm I'm so thankful for this, and 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 so thankful for you and and what you're doing to to put the spotlights on organizations like mine.
0: Uh thank you very much. I appreciate your time and all that you're doing. And um, before I let you go, though, I always ask my guests: uh, Do you have any uh, any nonprofit innovator in Atlanta or in the area that uh, you know you'd like to recommend to be a guest here on Coffee Connections?
1: Ooh,
0: so so I have two.
1: Um, so two, this, I'll well, take two. Well, we spoke about volunteers, um, so we partner with a group called Pebble as We've done several years, partnered with them on intergenerational um, volunteer programs. Um, their CEO, um, Jen Gwynn, definitely um, would, would think she would make a great guess. Um, and the other is a great friend of mine, um, totally different business, Carol Collard. Carol is the founder and CEO of CaringWorks, um, and they provide alternative housing solutions, um, take care of a lot of our state's homeless individuals um, ensuring they're safe and I think they'll make two great guests now I've got to call them and tell them hey I just referred you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah do any little e- email, e- email intro would be yes. most appreciated yeah, yeah. Uh, well um, I'll be I'll be back in touch because I, I'll see if I can get my uh, son's uh, school yeah. uh, you know cello group or whatnot to come over and, and play yeah. to your residence because we're right over here it'd be great and then uh, we've got so- to work on that sound too so, so we've got to stay in touch yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks, Thanks. Uh, thank you so much. Again, I want to direct everyone, agroads.org. Check out everything there, make a donation, and uh, we'll see you here Thursday. Thursday, we've got a, we've got Jewels with a Purpose. We're going a little bit off of our guests where we normally talk to nonprofits. This is an organization that will help nonprofits with their fundraising in terms of galas and whatnot. I've had a great opportunity to work with them in the past and I uh, want to share because I've seen them raise a lot of money through jewelry at auctions uh, a lot of folks. I don't know. I, we we need something more for our auction. This is uh, it's worth worth your time checking out. So uh, I'm gonna put that out there, and uh, we'll see you all on Thursday. And again, have a wonderful day. Thanks for tuning in to Coffee Connections. Have bye.